Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of American West History and Lore. I am your host, Paul Workman, and I'm glad to be back with you. Now, I do need to take a second to apologize for not letting you guys know that I wasn't going to be releasing an episode last week. That was an oversight on my part. Forgive me for that. It was last minute that I let you know, but on the positive side, I did get to go out and spend some quality time in the fresh mountain air in the American West. Go do some camping, spent some time with some family. It was a really good time, really well needed, to be honest with you. But we're back for this episode, and today we're going to talk about the ghost town of Frisco, which is in Utah. But before we get into that, I wanted to take a minute and talk about how dry of a year it's been here in the American West, and really just take a minute to thank all of the firefighters, from the wildland to the county to the city firefighters, They've all been working tirelessly, and they've been doing such an amazing job. So thank you guys, because if it wasn't for you, you know my neck of the woods might not be here right now, because uh, we've had a few close calls. So thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I can't, I can't say it enough. You know we had a we had a really bad winter, and when I say bad, I mean it was really warm. It was actually pretty nice, but we're paying for it now because there's just so much dry fuel on the ground now that just one match hits that or one spark, it would go up in flames. Anywho, let's get on with the show, and let's talk about Frisco, Utah. Frisco is located in Beaver County, which is in Utah, more so toward the mid to southwest part of the state. It's named after the nearby San Francisco Mountains, and the closest towns to Frisco are Beaver, Milford, and Minersville. Now, the town was discovered in the 1870s, and Frisco essentially became a town based around a heavy producing silver mine known as the Horn Silver Mine. It all began in September of 1875 when two prospectors named James Ryan and Samuel Hawks were working a mine in the San Francisco district of Beaver County. They staked a claim on a large outcropping that they passed each day while heading to work the mine, and rather than work their new claim, they sold it for fear it wouldn't produce like they wanted it to. But by the late 1870s, the new owners had mined approximately 25,000 tons of ore with high silver content. Naturally, word got out about the massive amount of ore being extracted from that area, and those wishing to strike it rich headed there and quickly built the town that would become known as Frisco. So as I just mentioned, the town of Frisco's whole existence was primarily based around the Horn Silver Mine. And by 1879, the United States Annual Mining Review and Stock Ledger called the Horn Silver Mine, quote, unquestionably the richest silver mine in the world now being worked, end quote. And of course, when things like that are being said, there's no doubt people are going to flock to those kinds of areas with the hopes of striking it rich. In fact, at its highest peak, the town's population was right around 6,000 people. Of course, one may visit Frisco today, realize that there was a lack of infrastructure, and think, how could there have been that many people there? The answer would be, Frisco was booming with infrastructure in its heyday. The town's streets were riddled with approximately 20 saloons, give or take a few, many gambling dens, a few houses of prostitution. 
The town also had two smelters that processed the ore from the Horn Silver Mine, as well as charcoal kilns, an iron reflux mine, a telegraph line to Beaver, and multiple stores. In 1880, the Utah Southern Railroad Extension even made its way into the town. Now, of course, because this was a pretty bustling place to be, not everyone was as proper as they should be. In fact, Frisco was a downright violent town. It was said that there were so many murders that took place daily that the town's officials got together and contracted a wagon to take all the dead bodies from the town to the cemetery. Because the town had become so brutal, the city thought it was time to get some fresh new blood to interregulate the town's wild ones, and that's when Marshall Pearson from Pioche, Nevada arrived, and apparently he was in no mood for all of the tomfoolery that was taking place. He was a no-nonsense type of lawman and had no intention of building a jail or making arrests. This was no joke, because according to history, he supposedly killed six outlaws on his first night in town. His display of no BS was apparently taken so seriously, and a lot of the lawless left Frisco and it became a much more mild town. In early 1885, some tremors began to shake the ground. Mining crews were told to hold off on going and working, and it's a good thing they did, because a massive cave-in shut off the main shaft and collapsed tunnels down to the seventh level, which just so happened to be the richest part of the Horn Silver Mine. Now up to this point, the mine had produced over $60 million worth in zinc, copper, lead, silver, and gold, which had all been shipped away. The mine reopened within a year, but never produced as much as it had previously. At the turn of the century, Frisco's population had dwindled to around 500 people, and by 1912, only 150 remained. Around 1920, it had become a bona fide ghost town. Now, of course, the question with ghost towns always is, is it haunted? Well, apparently, ghostly riders have supposedly been seen riding outside of Frisco, and workers for the mining company that took over the Horn Silver Mine in 1998 claim that they have heard disembodied horse neighs and have seen strange lights that move within the cemetery. Other witnesses claim that a spirit rider rides his horse through the town at night and that shadows of people are seen on the ground, yet no physical bodies are anywhere around to produce the shadow. Now, Frisco is a visitable ghost town. However, take care and caution as you do. The remains that are left there are those of old rundown shacks, houses, saloons, etc., and of course, when things are rickety and old, be cautious. Some of the area is privately owned, so don't trespass where you are clearly prohibited. Be aware of your surroundings, especially be aware of holes in the ground and old mine shafts. Also be respectful of the area. Don't vandalize as there is much to see in the area, including the old charcoal kilns, which by the way are actually on the national which by the way are actually on the uh, National Register of Historical Places in Utah and the old Frisco Cemetery. Thanks for tuning into this episode, everyone. I really appreciate it. Be sure to tell your friends and your family about it if they're into this kind of history. I would really appreciate it. Also, if you wouldn't mind heading on over to iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and if you'd be so kind to leave a nice rating and review, that would be very much appreciated. If you have any show suggestions or comments, Feel free to head on over to the American West History and Lore Facebook page and let us know there, or shoot me an email at thepkworkman at gmail.com. As always, show notes for this episode can be found at americanwesthistoryandlore.blogspot.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.